right, welcome back to another great episode of the Dan on Top Show. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and we are live today in the studio here at NRM New Radio Media. We got an incredible all-star guest waiting. I can't even like contain myself here. I'm so excited. And before we get to him, though, I just want to thank everyone. I want to thank the viewers. I want to thank all of you at home or on your computer, on your iPad, your iPad pod i whatever it is or your android device we still love you thanks for watching this thanks for for being part of this and thanks for finding value if there's anything that we can do drop it in the comments we check everything we stay on top of this and 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 go back and watch some of the other episodes i mean we've had hundreds of episodes at this point with some tremendous value if there's anything i can do to add value reach out dan at danontop.com that's dan at danontop.com and hey without further ado i am here to introduce to you an associate of the Lukowitz Group at Encore Real Estate Investment Services, the one and only Shlomo Aaron. Shlomo, how you doing? What's going on, Dan? How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? You know, you know probably better than most people what's going on. We got a lot of things going on, right? Lots of deals, lots of closing, lots of escrows, lots of client meetings. We're having fun. Life is good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm loving your shirt. It's it's a really nice shirt. I was <laughs> getting that. Um, Kind of looks like a lumberjack material. Yeah, this is actually lumberjack Thursdays. Yes, this is a salute to all the lumberjacks out there. Um, no, actually, I just wanted to grab something quickly, and I like the color. So, but thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, listen, let's jump in a little bit. We've had you on the show once before on the Dan on Top show. It was really fun because you had yeah. just started with our group. And yeah, that was it, like the first week or something. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was crazy. How long have you been with the group now? About two months, maybe two maybe months. three months already. Okay, you learning anything? Already, yeah, uh, just a thing or two. Well, I learned a ton, <laughs> Dan. You have no clue. So much. It's been yeah. uh, it's like drinking from the fire hydrant. That's just there that's what go. that's the only way to do. It. There's just so much a wealth of knowledge uh, happening in the Lukewitz group. There you go. Yeah, there definitely is, and you're 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 a huge part of this. We appreciate having you. Um, I want to jump in before we go into like some of this technicality, cool stuff we're going to talk about, because I'm going to throw you some curveballs, audience and Shlomo. We're going to talk about some interesting things today. Before we do that, though, give us a very quick like elevator pitch. Give me in 25 seconds or less. Who is Shlomo Aaron? Uh, yeah, Shlomo Aaron. I'm a commercial real estate advisor. I focus on retail assets and uh, single tenant multi-retail single multi-tenant retail um, properties and uh and i live in lakewood new jersey and i love my family love hiking love traveling and i love doing business there you go awesome well we love you too man you're a good guy and you're doing good things got great energy a lot of wisdom and and a lot of just just a great ability uncanny ability to analyze deals so if you need deals analyzed reach out to shlomo shlomo can be reached at shlomo s-h-l-o-m-o at Encore, E-N-C-O-R-E, that's E-N-C-O-R-E-R-E-I-S.com, S-H-L-O-M-O at E-N-C-O-R-E-R-E-I-S.com. Again, you can reach out to me too, Dan at DanOnTop.com. So listen, Shlomo, let's jump into things. There's a lot of crazy things going on, right? You and I don't even really need to talk. We talk all the time. We don't need to because you know what's on my mind because you read my social media. I know what's on your mind because I read yours. Let's talk a little bit about current events. Are there any specific current events you want to discuss? Um volatility of the market i mean okay let's just talk about how crazy the market is right now okay um, in regards to how i mean yeah the market's crazy let's talk about that what, what are you seeing uh, let me let me let me reverse this on you what are you seeing with um trading and how, how are you seeing how are you as an investor and as a broker how are you looking at at 
how, how are you seeing the mar people are looking to sell their properties, to buy their properties, or how are they investing differently today than they were a year sure. ago? Great. So these are good questions. So, I mean, I've been preaching for a long time about this hyperinflationary period that we're in. And guess what? Just was it yesterday, the day before? Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. They announced that inflation is going to be right right where we predicted. I said 5.3%. I don't know. It's going to be around 5%, 4.7%, Whatever it is, it's, it's meaningful. It's impactful. It's here. Um, I, I made a post yesterday entitled, Watch the Markets React. And I didn't just mean the equities markets, which they did pull back significantly. Um, but, but in addition, just the, the different markets that are related to commercial real estate and bonds. Um, it's been fascinating to watch all this. So as kind of the backdrop, you know, we printed $10 trillion of currency, right? We've uh, completely changed the way that people interact with each other. We have changed the way people do business. We've changed the way or even if people do go to work, right? So there's a lot of interesting undercurrents. There's a labor shortage. I don't know if you can notice, but I have paint all over my hands because there's such a labor shortage that I just painted my own basement, okay? Which is something I would never do. Um, and, and that labor shortage is impacting everything from Dan's basement to the local Starbucks, right? Which has to close during right. lunch because they can't find labor or it's not you know, economically feasible or beneficial for them to stay open. So couple that with the fact that interest rates are at historic lows, right? There's right. still a ton of building going on. People are scrambling to find places to live and places to rent. And the average American family, in my opinion, has actually expanded. Now, why is that? Because typically, let's say you've got a wife, a husband, we'll just keep it you know, binary and generic, and you've got two kids, right? The average American family, white picket fence, maybe a 2,000 square foot craftsman in some secondary market in America. So that family used to be that mom would go you know to teach in her job and dad would go to the the plant or go to you know as an engineer somewhere and the kids would go to school well, well today you know mom might teach from home dad might be 100 percent remote both in the same house the kids might be schooled from home they might be schooled partially in person partially at home and really the average american family has expanded in terms of how much room that we need in our in our residences which is going to fuel this real estate market even more the the residential yeah. market now if you look at the commercial side of things i mean you've got a total shakeup amongst tenants nationwide. The smaller tenants, the mom and pops, many of them aren't here anymore. The larger corporations are getting larger, right? Which we'll segue into in a minute. And and cap rates are changing. Yeah. Things like the the typical escalations, you and I talked about this on online the other day. You know, typically we might look at a two percent consumer pricing index, you know, increase year over year. Now we're looking at four and a half or five percent. That's going to dramatically uh, influence yields. And and at the same time, Shlomo, when you look at what's going on in the commercial markets, um, the, the banks are very well capitalized. The lending is, is, is going pretty smoothly. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, that that's kind of my take. My take is, is that right now is a time to be in the market. You asked me what I look yeah. at in terms of as an investor. So my strategy has always been to add value. And in my own personal portfolios, I look at acquisitions that are going to increase net worth moment one. I always like to buy and buy right and then let everything else work out afterwards. So, you know, well, this is the market to do it in. Oh, no, this doubt. is the exact market to do it in. It is. And it is. And, and, and I'm looking unconventionally. I'm looking at retail repurposing. I'm looking at cannabis, which we both love. Right. I'm looking yeah. at, at Dodge Vipers, which I, you know, I drove here in one. Those are great investments as well. And again, I use that as, yeah. a, as an interesting point because that's a tangible hard asset that is very rare and limited and it's going up in value. So if you're out there and you've got dollars, you got to call us because we'll help you and guide you and advise you into where to put them. Because if you just hold on to those dollars, they're going to be worth 5% less this time next year than they are today. 
And I, I, yeah, I just want to say to that point is that we still have more runway when it comes to interest rates being low. There, we they just announced that that the economy is not recovered enough for them to for the Fed to change interest rates yet, for them to to to, to raise interest rates. So there's so as soon as interest rates start going up, cap rates are are, are most likely going to follow. But that's not going to happen for a while until the 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 Fed decides that economically we're we we have recovered. Yeah, and they just they just announced that that that's not happening. So. Um, right now, you know, buying something that will add that that's going to go up in value right away is pretty much any any real estate that you're going to buy right now, in a month from now is going to be. So that worth that's more. one part of this, and I want to I want to redirect that a little because you're right. If if there's an appreciation trend, it will go up in value. I never buy based on appreciation trends. I'm buying today something that is worth more than I'm paying, and I'm doing that by being strategic in what I buy right. and how I buy it. And I'm also, as we've talked about so many times, I'm leveraging my relationships. Right, I'm making sure that I'm in touch with the right brokers, the right investors, the right trustees to make sure that I can get those deals either for myself or for my friends, family, and for my clients. So you know, we touched a little bit up about a, a, a topic that I'm super passionate about. I've been passionate about it for a long time, since I was a kid, actually, and it's cannabis, okay? Cannabis represents an, a yeah. tremendous opportunity. I'm here in Michigan, Shlomo's in New Jersey. Michigan has had a legal marijuana program since 2008. We have probably in the top three or four uh, states in the country in terms of number of cards that are being carried and used, and we're 100% legal from a rec perspective as well. So a lot of opportunities here right. in Michigan. You're in New Jersey. New Jersey just passed some interesting legislation that's going to advance their situation with cannabis. And what I want before we jump into that though, I want to I want to make a nuance here that I think a lot of people are not so familiar with. So most items that are bought and sold are in a certain sense in in some type of an open market, right? So you might have this shirt in Michigan is going to cost relatively the same price as this shirt in Florida, right? In fact, I could probably buy it in either state and and get it online, which is what I did. I bought this from my my old employer, Amazon. So now when you look at something like cannabis, it's very different because cannabis still to this day is federally a class one controlled substance and it is 100% illegal. But on a state right. level, it's been legalized. So the federal government has allowed the states to a certain extent to play ball as a state. So now Michigan has its own ecosystem. It's a closed system, very different than New Jersey. In fact, if I grow a product here in Michigan, I can't just bring it to New Jersey and sell it there. So cannabis represents, in my opinion, it's like this microcosm of 50 different incredible ecosystems where people can make money, provide value, and influence the world economy. So that's just my little yeah. preamble and soapbox. What are your thoughts on what's going on in cannabis today, Shlomo? Um, yeah, I think I think you you put it very well. Is that every state is has its own nuances and its own rules, and and in every state, every municipality also has its own rules and regulations. And depending on on the leadership of that of of where they are, it can it can turn year to year, and it can and it can change. But but what it comes what what a big point is is that when you're at, no state can. Companies are can go from one state to another, but there's no shipping. If you're if a uh, 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 if they want they want to set up a dispensary in in one state, they're gonna have to get that the agricultural there. Also, you have to have the grower, breweries to to build it, to plant to plant the marijuana, or you're gonna have to buy it from someone in the state. So you really do every state's gonna have to become self sufficient in that way. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. You're absolutely right. And I, you know, I'm I have a little bit different take on this than most people. I think it's going to stay. Personally, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to stay federally legal for a while because the way that the system is set up, and this is why it's so important to have a valued advisor who's going to help you in this space if that's what you want to invest in and dabble in. If you want to make money. If you want to make money and avoid <laughs> mistakes yourself, yeah. So yeah. The, the the point here, Shlomo, is that if the feds keep it illegal on a federal level, then the taxation is very different than if it is 100% opened up and, 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 and taxed differently um, once it's legalized federally. So I, at this point, I don't even see it changing because, you know, the state, it's actually interesting. Here in Michigan, I could walk into a dispensary. I don't have a medical card, but I am a... T- 21 and up, you know, male, I can walk, if I was female, it'd be fine too. I could walk into a dispensary and I can get this pretty much the same exact stuff in certain dispensaries. And, and because I don't have a med card, I'm going to pay a 16% tax. So I'll pay the 6% sales tax plus a 10% tax. If I had a med card, I wouldn't pay the 10% tax. It's really the only difference in many dispensaries. So I just think that there's a lot of stuff going on that we have to pay attention to. I think that if you have industrial property or your, or your building, or you have something that needs to be repurposed, I mean, look, I mentioned Amazon in passing a minute ago. Cannabis grows. Cannabis, you know, Class C, uh, medically approved grows here in Michigan. Their rate per square foot is significantly higher than, than, than the highest industrial tenants, even Amazon, which is absolutely incredible. So it's just something to keep your mind open to and, and you know, keep your finger on the pulse of that market. Any other nuances you want to talk about or any questions you wanted to, to discuss here? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that also that's a big thing is that what type of licenses you get. But also, I mean, in the state of New Jersey, there's six different types of licenses that someone could, that uh, uh, someone that wants to do business in, in, in cannabis to get. So, you know, there's a lot of different nuances and okay. different different aspects to the business. And and you really do need the, the uh, a legal advisor and a uh, 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 you need you need the right advice when it comes to doing this because, I mean, taxes, um, marijuana, cannabis in in New Jersey specifically, can pay upwards of seventy percent of of taxes. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's incredible. So it's like it's incredible, and that and that's why the fe- federally why 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 would they want to make it legal because <laughs> the, amount, the amount of money they're making on on tax on taxes is it's going to be hard for them to to switch it. So, but again that. But since it's federally illegal, that does make it a higher risk, and 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 harder to um to 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 get even to get financing for, which yeah. Opens up, which I want to t- talk about that because th- there's a huge opportunity in in lending no doubt to marijuana to, to cannabis business to cannabis businesses. There's there there's been a vacuum that has been created because banks walked out. And they exactly. said they're not they're not lending. So now, where are people going to get their money from? And that and and businesses, cannabis businesses, will pay a premium for your capital. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, was it just yesterday I introduced you to Jacob Fiore from Higher Returns? Mm-hmm. Jacob Fiore does a ton of stuff. He's a, he's an awesome guy. So shout out to Jake. Jake and I have had a lot of discussion around this topic of, you know, just uh, private money lending to cannabis and the ancillary services. And and it just goes to show you, Shlomo, that when, when something gets held down, like the federal government says no, no, and the banks say no, no, all it does is open up another opportunity somewhere else. So really, you know, as an investor and as a business person, it's important for me to always be looking at the world of opportunities. And in many cases, where other people say no, that's where you can say a firm strong, wholehearted yes, and be really successful. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in this space, and it's very it, there's there's a very few there's very few people here in in this industry, and that's why there's so much more money to be made. Oh yeah, once, no doubt. Once it gets discovered, you know, Bitcoin, <laughs> for example, <laughs> went from from like no from it just started going higher more and more, and then everyone that knew about it originally. They they they're the ones that made all the money, and you know you want to you want to look at cannabis the same way, and then there are going to be other stuff that will follow can follow in the in the footsteps of cannabis. Sure. That that will that you want to be the first one on the train, not the one when the train is fully go is 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 on its way. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, I, I look at it too. Like I'm I'm never a guy that buys at the bottom. I'm never a guy that buys when the train is starting. I like to watch it go a little bit. I like to watch it kind of start to pick up that momentum and then throw in. Um, yeah. That's just that's just been my strategy. But you know, if you look at what's going on right now with all these mega REITs and huge family offices, there's a lot of money pouring into the cannabis space, and it's mm -hmm. m many cases precisely because of what we just talked about. You know, people are recognizing that well, if we raise the money ourselves, and if we underwrite the deals ourselves, and if we finance them ourselves, and if we you know don't seek any federal funding, well, then we can do a lot more. So let's just start and do a soup to nuts cannabis REIT, and we're seeing that more and more of those popping up. Um, there's yeah. a, another company that I'm investing in uh, here based in Michigan that, that has, I mean, without giving out too much information, they've got dozens of licenses uh, here, just here in the state of Michigan alone. And, you know, they're betting on the fact that this is a state that is going to pop even more because now we are legal recreationally. And also, by the way, I, I'm sure you know this, but not everybody knows this. At the Lukowitz Group and Encore Real Estate Investment Services, we have an expert on the team, full-time working with us, Cindy Slack. She's incredible. I know she's watching this because she's been texting me yeah. telling me that my shirt is not the right color. But um, <laughs> Cindy's awesome, and Cindy provides us an insight, like a boots-on-the-ground insight to what goes on in Michigan from a cannabis perspective. And we've been able to leverage that for our clients. In fact, Shlomo, I didn't tell you yeah. this, but Cindy and I had a call with one of my neighbors, actually. Uh, I believe it was last week. We're looking at a retail experience in Michigan, some retail repurposing that would enable individuals to actually consume cannabis on premises. And guess immediately what we do is 10 o'clock at night, we're up on, on a you know, third story rooftop in Birmingham, my friend's house, and we call Cindy because Cindy's able to, to do research and find out the zoning and, and let us know, you know, look this way, look that way. And that's kind of touching on some points that you and I spoke about before, which is that when we all work together and we leverage our skills, that's when we can provide an incredible advisory. And, and I would say, yeah. you know, respectfully, that, that the Lukowitz Group is the epitome of that. What we do is we provide so much value for our clients, and, and we make sure that if I don't know the answer, there's somebody on the team that knows it. If Shlomo doesn't know it, there's somebody on the team that knows it. And you know what? Us all working together, doing this together, has helped us to make incredible strides this year. So look, if anybody's watching this and you've got property, you want it evaluated, you want to just schmooze real estate, you want to buy property, you want to grow in your business, you want to increase the success of your investments in your portfolio, reach out to us. Call Shlomo, call Dan, send us an email, let us know how we can help. Yeah, and but I wanted to, to give a perfect example of what happened. When we were in Vegas together, we were talking to a client of ours on about buying a a piece of land in Michigan to, to build a dispense to, to oh, get a yeah. license for marijuana. Ten within ten minutes, we texted and you said, "Is <laughs> are you able to build a proper um, a cannabis real estate business? Are you able to build a cannabis business there?" Within ten minutes, she's like, "No, you can't." And, and she showed us a copy of the ordinance. And she showed, yeah, exactly. And and that's that's the power of a team that 
you know, within 10 minutes, we, we, we could have scratched our heads for, for the, the full day figuring out whether you could do it or not. But, you know, 10 minutes later, we, we, we already advised a client. We're looking at the next property already. There you go. So there you per- go. perfect advice. Yeah. So let's change it up a little bit. You're a guy who's been, listen, you got into this industry pretty much through CRE Pro Course. You've been in our mentorship programs. You've been on Dan on Top. You've been watching Dan on Top. You were on the CRE Pro Show. You're a commercial real estate broker now yourself that is running deals and, and helping to train other individuals in our team. Over this last whirlwind of a year or two for you, what is your biggest takeaway in what you've been doing? That's a great question. Um, that's a really good question. I think I'm trying, let me think about that for a second. What's the biggest takeaway from the past two years? Yeah. Um, I, I would really say, I think the biggest takeaway is, um, listen to people that are smarter than you, <laughs> um, and ask, ask the right, ask, ask people that are smarter than you. And I mean, personally, like, uh, they're, they're just, there's a lot of times where like I, I was going to make certain decisions and, you know, I just bounce it off other people and then you, you get more ideas or how, or figure out how to do it. And that's really like, you just learn from every single person on what to do or what not to do. So I would say the biggest takeaway is just learn from, from other people's mistakes or experiences. Love experiences. There's no doubt about it. And you, my friend are on the right track. You're a young guy, you're a hard worker, you're smart, you're surrounded by experts when people ask me like what my one of my biggest regrets is, I always say that it's that when I was younger, I tried to show people what I knew instead of trying to learn from other people. And you know, I just remember going back to my early mentorships, and one of my mentors told me something that forever changed my life. Okay, he's uh, Bunny Friedman. He'll be on the show. Rabbi Friedman. Him and his family. They basically started Yeshiva Beth Yehuda a hundred years ago um, when his dad, you know, his dad did incredible things here. He's always been a close friend and a mentor. And I remember when I when I first started working for him back in, oh gosh, I think it was 2007. He told me, I said, I said, Rabbi, give me a piece of advice. And he said, my piece of advice is for you to find a mentor and to make yourself dumb in front of them. What I mean by that is, is to find a mentor and not try to show them what you know, not yeah. try to always you know, make yourself out to be somebody who knows something. Go there and pretend you know nothing. Find the smartest, best person you can and learn everything that you can from them and do do what they do and do what they say. So I looked at him, I said, I love it, will you be my mentor? And from that moment on, I mean, my life just whoosh, catapulted because I decided that I no longer had to be shackled by this desire to impress people. Instead, I could find the smartest and best and most successful individuals and go to them and, and ask them the following question that I told you right when we met. I go to them and I say, hey, what can I do to add value to you? And you'd be surprised how far that question goes. By asking high net worth individuals who are incredibly successful and motivated and and connected, by by asking them what I can do to add value to them, open doors for me that I never even knew existed. Yeah, and especially with with these higher net worth people, or they're very busy, and a lot of times a younger person that can help them do some can do something. You got to figure and. And people don't usually ask them, what can I do for you? And no, most people don't ask, what can I do for you? And it's, it's, a, it's a great question to ask. And it's a great way to show that you're an asset to, 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 to the world or to that person. Yeah, no so doubt about 100% it. hundred percent agree with that. No doubt about it. So are there any kind of parting words or any direction you want to take this, any topic you want to touch on before we start to wrap it up? 
Um, yeah, I, I want to to know from you, what do you think would be the safest um, asset class in, in real estate to, to, to invest in? Oh, that's a good question. Because we spoke about cannabis, which is, is um, arguably one of the most riskiest yes. asset classes. What would you say is the opposite would be the safest place to jump? Yeah, so to net lease in? has always been a safe haven. You know, the stuff that we that we primarily occupy our time with is, you know, mm -hmm. net lease, single multi-tenant net lease assets. You know, your main on main really well located real estate stuff that has limited landlord responsibilities and that has very strong tenant security stuff that we sell i mean we're gonna this year sell between 1.2 and 1.3 billion dollars of this exact right. property type so that's what i think is very uh, desirable right now and it's always been i also really like freshwater property so property is on freshwater lakes i like well built why do you why do you say freshwater as opposed to salt water so, I mean, look at our resorts that we sold. The resorts, the resorts, they're on fresh water. They don't suffer from climate change or inclement weather like other places do. We don't have to worry about you know, rising sea levels. That ice already melted a long time ago. And there's a limited supply of it. Yeah, I think that people always want to be near water. Prices are always much higher uh, by right. water. In Traverse City, there's a saying that says, view of the bay half the pay, meaning people are willing to take a job making half the money so long as the place they live or work has a bay view. So there's something about right. that. There's just something about, about fresh water that is, is attractive to humans. It's also a resource. I think that it's a resource that is going to be in, in, in fewer and for, far more for, far between supply in the future. Um, I also love the, the, the vacation rental or executive rental Airbnb model. I think that so long as the replacement costs of these properties far exceeds the cost of construction, which it still does, the real estate market is going to boom. Okay, number one and number two, it's going to make sense to own property. So if you can find property that's well located, uh, you can probably either buy it or build it for less than it would cost to, you know, um, actually re replace what is there. So let me, let me clarify about that. If I could build a house today for 180 bucks a foot or 200 bucks a foot, but the houses in that neighborhood cost 400 dollars to replace a foot because of the way they're built that tells me that the market will continue to move forward so i like great real estate that's irreplaceable preferably along main roads or fresh water and i like real estate right. that has a demand and 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 executive rentals and rentals you know typically always have a demand and always go up in in rental rates and and i just i want to globalize this as well if you're in america I hate to say globalize and then, and then limit it to America, but I want to make this more of a, of a, of a large view. If you're in America, American yeah. real estate is incredibly valuable. I, I was on a show earlier this week and somebody asked me about a piece of advice that, that I, or a, a, a strategy that I have that everybody else thinks is wrong and I couldn't think of anything. And then as I was, I was talking, I came up with the following. You know, I look back on my real estate investing and every single property that I ever sold in my life I regret selling every single one of them because today, even though I made money selling the vast majority of them, today they'd be worth more than they were at any point when I sold them. So I think that people should let that hit home. Any piece of property I ever owned that I sold, I regret selling. If you have an opportunity to control or own real estate in this country, what the heck are you waiting for?
Let me ask you, what did you do with the money from the properties that you sold? Did you invest it back in real okay, estate? So you're, you, listen, you're a good guy because you're going to try to help me to feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah, I reinvested it in things like my business, in things like other real estate opportunities. Right. So yeah, was is my ROI greater? I mean, I in a sense, I levered up, right? So that's what I did. I, I, I took it and I sold it because there was another opportunity that was greater at the time. Obviously, if I had right. an unlimited supply of money or more money at that time, I would have just kept that and then also invested in something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an important consideration is is, is, is the, your, your capital can it be better placed somewhere else. And that's what you and I do, right? We advise people and, and help them to make those right. decisions. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's a that's a big point because capital allocation is is very important, especially when you're when you're selling a property. Um, ten thirty one, the ten thirty one exchange is is huge, and you can save a lot of money from from leveling up. But you know, again, like if you sell a property, every time I sell a property, I'm like, oh wow, I could have I could have sold it five years later. But then yeah, you know, but but then but then looking back, like you know, where did I put my money? Yeah, and you know, you could definitely get a much higher a much higher ROI if you move on to the next property. Um, did you want to talk about zero cash flows? Because I think that segues really nicely into if you yeah. when you sell a we, property we can quickly. And I'm not I'm not sure how much time we have left here. I know we're getting close to the end of the episode. Zero cash flow deals are interesting. So zero cash flow deal is exactly what it sounds like. The cash flow from the deal is zero. So if you look at, let's say, for example, your net operating income, let's call it $200,000 on the property, your debt service or other expenses is going to completely wipe that out. So you might have a $200,000 loan every year for five years, and you might make $200,000 of gross income that now your NOI after all your debt service is going to be zero. So for those five years, you actually have massive depreciation and potential losses, great deals for high net worth individuals or individuals that had a lot of cash influx in a specific tax year. But then what happens, Shlomo, is at the end of those five years, for example, when that, that loan is, is done, is paid off, right? Because remember, you might be paying down the whole loan over five years, just as an example. So now comes along the sixth year, and now you have all that ca cash flow and zero debt service. So all of a sudden, boom, your net operating income goes to the sky. So there's a lot of opportunities in zero cash flow deals um, you know, to offset income and then to structure an equity event at the end where your equity goes through the roof, and now you have a lot of income coming from the property. Right, if you can handle the the not making income for the first few well, you years. might not it not might not even might not even be an issue of you can you handle it or not. You might want to handle it. Let's say you're a high net worth individual and you got a hundred million dollars of income this year, and you don't want right. that tax liability. So maybe you're going to load up on zeros. Right. Yeah, and that's that's a great way to to segue to to segue into um, saving. It's saving on your tax bill, basically. Oh yeah, and that's what we do. Like that's you know somebody. Yeah. Actually, I got I got an image today from Zach Racinger, one of my partners for the CRE Pro course, and he sent me this. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but he said he sent me this because he knows I love Dodge Vipers. He sent uh, it says commission, and it's got the Viper, and then it says after taxes, and it's got the Miata. So he's kind of poking <laughs> fun at me, but you know I, I look at it. No commission is 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 the Viper. And then being strategic about the way that I, I you know, navigate the IRX tax, tax code, that keeps my Viper a Viper and, and stops it from turning it into a Miata. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's like something that, that you know, you have, to, you have to know or you have to know people that, that understand how, how these investments works because, you know, people get, you'll get scared off from high risk or, or a zero cash flow investment yep. where... When you think about it, if you really break it down, you're 
they're not high risk. They're actually going to make you more money than than stuff that are supposedly low yep. risk and really uh, they're less risky. So yeah. That's why Definitely, you need an advisor. That's why we're here. We're, we're in the business of education, right? We're in the business mm-hmm. of adding value and, and, and chatting with people and forming connections to make sure that we can create a synergy where people are making good decisions to increase the value of their portfolio and their investment holdings. So listen, on that note, if there's anything we can do, please reach out to myself, Dan Lukowitz, or to Shlomo. This has really been fun, man. I, I've really loved watching you grow through throughout this, this year, and I'm oh, excited for... That. What's to come? Yeah, me too, brother. Any any parting words? Yeah. I, I hear that intro music. Now it's an outro music. We got to dance a yeah. little bit. Yeah, this outro music. Yeah, I know. You're, uh, you're a good dancer, huh? I try. You try. Hey, listen. I'm Dan Lukowitz, the host of Dan on Top. This has been a great episode here with Shlomo Aaron, associate at the Lukowitz Group of Encore Real Estate Investment Services. Please reach out to us. Subscribe to this channel. Like all the videos. Share them with your mother, your brother, your sister, your bubby. I don't care. And as always, if there's anything we can do, please reach out. We'll add value. And we look forward to seeing you soon on our next episode.